I, I think, good morning, Josh. How are you on this Wednesday? You good? Good morning. Doing great, my friend, and how are you? I'm good. So, I think I found out something that fans love more, or maybe I should rephrase the term love. Fans engage more than, say, officiating controversies or for pro teams, trade rumors, college fans, recruiting. When it comes to tiebreaker scenarios, y'all, some of you are engaged. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I, I, have, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. And if you haven't, if you've been under a rock for the last 20, well, actually not 20, it's not even 24 hours. And I shouldn't even say be under a rock because this is a very, this is a very pigeonhole, fine-tuned conversation, right? When we're talking about multiple team tiebreakers in a conference, this isn't something where I'm like, hey, welcome into Fox Sports Radio on a Sunday night. You know, this isn't, hey, welcome to ESPN Sports. I mean, this isn't. First take's not going to talk about it. This is a very us, y'all. Let's let's get together and, and talk about it. Here's what frustrates me. I just let let's start hot. Let's just come out firing, swinging. It's not a clarification. It's not. It's a change. And. I saw Pop's tweet last night, and I really, I really think it was spot on, because it's, it's almost, it's almost as if it's just, oh yeah, no, 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 you, you guys, yeah, no, 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 you, you don't know what you're talking about. That's that's ab- absolutely incorrect. <laughs> what? And and kudos, I, I'm just curious. I have, maybe I need to read Barry's column. And I'm just curious what kind of led to this. I'm curious what led to this official announcement. Yeah, there's Pop's tweet. What are you, stupid? The Big 12 to the rest of us. So don't tell me it's a clarification whenever it's it's a change. Now, I want to be real clear here, Josh. We'll pull back. I think it makes sense. If you have three three teams tied and one team has beaten the other two, yeah, that makes sense. But then there also has to be – there's got to be some sort of understanding that all three teams didn't play each other. And that's why something like this – Right, the next highest ranked opponent within the the conference was used, but at least in this instance, it would make sense. And don't lose to two bad defensive football teams, and we're not in this position anyway, right? If you really want to, if you really want to break it down to the the part that sucks, is you can be mad about this, you can be angry about it, but if you don't lose to two bad football teams, uh, bad defensive football teams. We're not in this position. And I'll add a third little caveat to this. One, kind of makes sense. Two, don't lose 
at least one of those games. And then three, Josh, it is a scenario that we're freaking out about that might not ever happen, right? I mean, it's a very, very sports world kind of a fight. It's like everyone that's losing their mind over Texas still being ranked over Alabama in the playoff poll because Alabama lost to Texas by double digits. Wins matter. But do you really think Alabama's going to be left out of the playoffs if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game? No. No. Stop. So those are three things for me that when I see this kind of calm me down just a little bit. Just a little bit. But the, the idea that it's not a a change from what they had talked about is a little bit frustrating. And so I was listening last night because I was wondering, have have I misunderstood this the whole time? Did the, did the time that Josh Helmer and Chris Plank spent on that tiebreaker website and figuring out everything, was I not understanding it? And I was just, Hey, this, this website makes it easy to figure out who's, I don't need to know anything. No, they're changing how the tiebreaker works. Right. So I was, in, in fact, so just, just to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. Do you know which one of these works in here, by the way? Because there's two of them, and I don't know if one of them works and one of them doesn't. I think they both should work. You know what, Josh Helmer? There's only one way to find out, my friend. We're about to find out. That's right. Last night, in researching this, talking about it a little bit, I started listening to Max Olson and Sam Cott. I think they have a really good podcast. The Athletic has, I think, five or six podcasts that they put on their feed. I think maybe two of them are good. Maybe three. I like Mitch Light a lot. I like Ari, of course. But some of them I'm just like, what are we even doing right now? That's irrelevant. So I'm listening to Max and Sam. And their podcast, I think, came out on uh, Monday. And... Is that playing? And here's – is it working? Here's what here's what they were talking about with the tiebreaker scenarios. My team has oh, played the head matchups, right? Here if it's just about who's in second place in the Big 12, we've got a four-team tie right now, okay? Mm-hmm. If there's a three-team tie or worse, you, you'd say obviously, you know, this should come down to who played who, who won heads up, who, who won these head-to-head matchups, right? But in the revised Big 12 policy – for tiebreakers for a 14 team league. As you said, we don't, we don't have round Robin schedules anymore. Head to head applies only if every tied team has played each other. Now Uh, this year. So I, that was from Monday. So then that was a moment where I, when I heard that, I was like, Oh, okay, good. You're not losing your mind. That's, that's exactly how they had it laid out before. Sure. The tiebreaker read, for at least three teams tied, head-to-head best cumulative win percentage in games among the tied teams. If not, comma, every tied team has played each other, comma, go to step two. Now, again, it's very poorly worded, but it's also copy and pasted from the Pac-12's tiebreaker. Um. The original three-ray tiebreaker interpretation gave OU a path to the title game and 
in that too, Josh, the Big 12 had been asked about it and said, no, 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 that's how it is. And I I guess they decided to go back and dig a little bit more, and when they did, they realized, okay, either A, we really need to hose Oklahoma, which I can't allow myself to believe in, <laughs> or B, and more obvious, hey, this this makes more sense. They probably got it right. The timing oh. is just terrible, and the optics are just terrible. It didn't make sense. Why they wouldn't have thought themselves through this scenario is, uh, well, it's disappointing. They had put the comma in the wrong place. But, again, get it out off the top so we can we can get it out and move on today because there's a lot to get to. Brent Venable's press conference from yesterday. Oklahoma wins in hoops last night. Latest 14 playoff rankings came out last night the new poll. Georgia's the new number one. But, man, Iowa State got a rocket ship up its backside. Have you been able to figure out the why behind that? Playing good football the last uh, two months. <laughs> I guess so. We were we were doing the show last night on XM, and Jeff Schwartz and I were doing the show together, and his feed was a little bit ahead of mine. <laughs> and it got to, where were you guys, 16? It got to 16, and Iowa popped up. And he'll wait. He'll wait. He doesn't try to do the Arnie where if He ruins it for you. Right, or, or where the feed is ahead, you got to do something like, oh, Oh, no, you just wait till you see this. And you're like, what happened? It was the first time since we've been doing that show where Jeff let out an audible gasp. <laughs> and they, he goes, oh. I'm like, what? He goes, wait till you see who's 16. And it was Iowa. I was like, okay. Rutgers must impress people. But we'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. Disrespect. I have no problem with anything in the rankings right now. I really don't. I, I, I'm not going to say they're doing a good job. I think it's been kind of easy because you haven't had any upsets to speak of. And um, let's see, what is today? Today is Wednesday, so we have to do a full show. <sighs> I know, tough, right? But back to the point, I, I, just, I just wish that there would have been maybe a follow-up statement to say the wording was poor, this was the intention all along, the comma was in the wrong place or however you want to put it. But I don't I don't really uh the I don't really understand why, Josh. I don't understand why you would double down on it earlier and say, Oh no, 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 when there's three teams tied, head to head doesn't apply. I don't I don't know why you would double down on that earlier. And then suddenly change course. Well, I mean, I have a theory. So how much does it – you're on the tiebreaker page now, aren't you? How much does it – it basically, if it's Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Kansas State, that gives the nod to Oklahoma State, right? Yeah, if they're all 7-2. That's pretty much – that's the big change as far as this is concerned. I don't want to fight about – listen, this isn't a T-Row in the morning show, people. I don't want to fight about who's, who's tiebreaker who's – just kidding, TJ. But it's poor Toby. He got dragged into our hell world of Twitter the other day. But a Big 12 source – I want to read from Barry's, 
because I was wondering, well, what brought this up? How did this get out? Like, what is it because of the popularity of the tiebreaker website? I mean, that thing, everyone in Big 12 country, at least has, that has a team in the mix for the playoffs, has been using that thing. Sure. Um, he said, last week I corresponded with a Big 12 source to get clarification on what the tiebreaker meant. Our exchange kept confusing me, but I eventually was told that because OU and Kansas State did not play each other, OSU's sweep of the Sooners and Wildcats was nullified. Seemed silly, but at least I had conclusion uh, confirmation. Then Monday, I was told by a Big 12 source that our Saturday night com- communication caused further discussion in the conference office, leading to the clarification, which is scheduled to be presented to the Big 12 athletic directors in a conference call today. Oh, so this is all your fault, Barry. Sounds like it, yeah. Um, but no, in all seriousness, it's, I hadn't actually read the tiebreaker rule, but head to head parentheses, best cumulative win percentage in games among the tied teams. If not comma, every team has played each other comma, go to step two. (laughs) So poorly written. So I don't – Who writes these? I don't know. So that's how it came about. Barry Trammell reaches out and says, hey, is this the rule? The Big 12, by the way, has come out before and has said dims the rules. And then all of a sudden it was – a question was asked. And then they go and they talk. It, it, it's all Barry Trammell's fault. Mike, it gets down. Barry Trammell hates Oakley. He is a sellout, for goodness sakes. He's the one that started this discourse. Could you imagine, though, if they got to the point and no one had really checked it and no one had asked about it and they get to, uh, let's say, Oklahoma getting in in that three-team and tie. And then they change it. Then they change it that night or something. Oh, it would have oh. been. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's better that we found out now. But there you go. I, uh, I, I have no idea. I have no idea, Josh, what could be next to continue to propel the conspiracy theory conversations. But the Big 12 isn't doing anything to help squash those. Nor do they have to. I, I was can I can I use fancy talk? I was talking to a source the other day, very highly ranked source within the OU Athletic Department. Very highly ranked source within OU, period. And their frustration to me, and we've talked about this on the air, was when they go to the Big 12 with an issue, hey, here's here's five calls that were missed. The thing is, yeah, oh well, sorry. Good luck in the SEC. Not that that's the warning, but just the mindset, the reaction is, Tough stuff. Yeah, sorry. See you. I mean, literally, that's yeah. It's the not attitude been professional. That's the attitude they get, and so much. Well, it wasn't professional. It was. What about the attitude you got leaving the league? This is why we said though from day one that uh, the the monetary side, of course, you understand, but sure, probably it would have been better for Oklahoma to have left a season ago. I think so too, and and. 
you know, in that obviously Texas. Did I say quash? Not squash. Sorry, large will. Can we just agree that we're going to say squash on this show? I think. When when did I use it? Or I don't know, but I think it's enough of a common mistake that it's now acceptable. It's like when people get all butthurt over RBIs over RBI. <laughs> I mean, does it really affect your day? I mean, everyone understands that it's supposed to be just singular RBI Pull because over. it's runs batted in. Pull over. That's it. The Graber police have arrived. But, I mean, literally, I mean, we, we all just agree. Everyone kind of knows what you're talking about. I mean, are, are you that affinity? He said, quash the beef, not squash the beef. Or squash the beef, not quash the beef. He, William is educating us. When I'm accused of something, and I know that it's incorrect, I would assume that I would be screaming from the mountaintop to let everyone know that I didn't do it. I said when, if I'm accused of something. Jeez. I use this a lot in Roger Clemens. I was on the air during the Roger Clemens steroid trial. That's how old I am. And I think what you had, like, Coors cans that were involved in that. I mean, it was just – it was ridiculous. Rafael Palmeira, I'm like, I would be screaming from the rooftop. It's like, I didn't do it. I wasn't involved. And here's the reasons and here's the evidence. Now, those guys did, but it was kind of a little bit arrogant, and they didn't have the evidence. If if I'm accused of something and I – yeah, may have had a role in it. Probably be a little bit more subtle in the ways in which I'm kind of letting people know about it. And I kind of feel like that's what's happening here. <laughs> I feel like the Big 12 is being accused of not getting – and by the way, this screws Kansas State too. Yeah. I mean, all the Kansas State people that are like, yeah, I'm like, this hoses you too in the end. Well, it hoses them as bad if not worse, right? I mean, absolutely. Because if that next highest-ranked team would have been – say, Kansas, right? you would continue to work down. It would eliminate Oklahoma. Yeah. But, but you know, hey, it, it is what it is. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Barry, for calling the Big 12 and having <laughs> it, him clarify it. It does, it does <laughs> ultimately make sense. If you've beaten the other two teams, I think, right? I mean, right. now, is there a reasonable argument to say, well, but the reason it was written that way in the first place is because, no, it's not fair – because Oklahoma and Kansas State have not played one another. Well, but it also, it got Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, or at least had them on the cusp of it a couple years ago. I don't think it ended up ever getting used. Which, by the way, is the funniest thing ever. The Pac-12 was the first. I knew that the Pac-12 was doomed whenever divisions were removed, and they were the first one that's like, we are doing away with divisions. And legitimately, they had had the proper championship game for like, Nine of the last 11 years. We've got a good thing. We're ruining it. I mean, this isn't the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten is the league that should have done hey, away hey, with hey. it. Sorry. It's been perfect. Go Hawkeyes. Hawkeyeswire.com. But I, I'll leave it at this, and then we can fight over it on the, the text on the text line today at 405-651-3439. In the end, number one, probably makes sense, right? Yes. Exactly. Number two – don't lose to two bad defenses, right? You're culpable. Right. You, you lost. Right. And then you put it as I always love the Dana Whiteism. Put Don't. it in the judges' hands, not good. Don't put it in the judges' hands. And then number three, and maybe most importantly, we are getting very angry about a scenario that is possible. Probable, I would say. Probable, but we we still got a little ways to get there. So I'll tell you what. 
I think Houston's going to give Oklahoma State a heck of a game this weekend. I think Houston's going to give Oklahoma State a heck of a game this weekend. I'd like to believe that, but uh, I do not. The only reason why I do believe it is because it is in Houston. And they seem to be a little bit of a different team whenever they're at home as opposed to on the road. Now, this was the same team that just lost to Cincinnati this last weekend. I believe that was at home. But, irregardless, those are the three things that I kind of come away with. And now we can quash it. We can quash the beef. (laughs) Okay, it is 924. When we come back, what did we learn from the Brent Venables press conference yesterday? Plus, kudos to the OU Hoops team. Off to a hot start. We got it all next right here on The Ref. My uh, my Titan had me uh, cracking up on the Kenneth Amara Chevrolet text line because it's a very, very fair question and worthy of being asked. What if Iowa State beats Texas and the Sooners went out? No, no, no. That That's the T-Row in the morning show. You text Toby and TJ for that. Let them <laughs> – do we need to rework that website? Does that website even work now? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I got to be honest with you. I was, I mean, I know I'm a dummy, but I was kind of impressed that they were able to come up with something that simple that quickly. That works. Unless that's been a website that's been around for ages and we just now discovered it. Boy, the web traffic on that thing. Oh, dude, selling advertisements. No kidding. It didn't look like there were very many on there. <laughs> um, Wasted opportunity. Yeah, I'm my Titan, no offense. I hope everyone truly understands. My hope is that Oklahoma plays well and wins its last two games handily, like they should. I hope that we have a blast in Provo, and even if the weather is nasty, Oklahoma is able to control the pace and, and roll. Um, uh, when we come back home next Friday, I haven't looked ahead weather-wise, but – we don't have the uh, tri- what's what's the turkey tryptophan tryptophan tryptophan. We don't have the turkey hangover, and they play well. And then sitting at ten and two, we're able to easily find out whether or not they're going to Arlington the final weekend or in um, or in a New Year's Day Six Bowl. Tryptophan. Tryptophan. I knew I was close, but I can't. And, and this was pretty good, too, because I, I texted actually a friend of mine this morning. He was like, did you get any clarification? He's like, yeah, don't lose to two bad defenses. I'm like, okay, that's fair. But the 405 writes, don't lose to two bad teams. OSU lost to UCF and Iowa State. And they didn't have to play Texas. That should be why head-to-head is skipped. Yeah, My man, that's, that's right. a That's a very, very good point. You need to give yourself a name on this Knippelmark yeah, because text line. Yeah. Oklahoma and Kansas State each played Texas. Interesting. Who might be at year's end. The best team in college football. Uh, The best team in the Big 12. Sorry. Sorry, Georgia fans. Stay off the line. Let me calm down a little bit. Let's hope it's not that. I mean, good good things intending. Yeah, it wouldn't be that. But, yeah, K-State, Oklahoma might have played by the record – at the end of the season, the Big 12's perceived best team. Right. And yet, uh, neither would then be rewarded, one, for having beaten Texas, and the other for, you know, having them on the schedule. But, hey, it it was always going to be wonky with 14. Always. By the way, I have a question. I'm watching the highlights of the Timberwolves-Nuggets game last night. Did that fight start literally right when the game tipped off between those two teams? 
I'm sorry. Squirrel in studio. I apologize. But what's what's going on with these scuffles too? You had the Golden State thing. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's the that's the fight I'm watching last night. Why did Golden- I think you said Timberwolves and somebody? Else? I might have said the wrong team, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it did. It was like, it was like they rang the bell and everybody came out glove swinging. You ever watch a, a, a hockey? It was great. A hockey game whenever literally the puck drops and like two guys just throw their gloves down and start brawling. It's like <laughs> here we go. I mean, for hockey, that's perfect. That's right. like what you pay for. Anyway, back to this point. We could spend all day on this if we wanted to. We really could, and we can dive into the fairness or the unfairness of it. But I would also add, I would also add a fourth thing, okay? Th- three things, if I could borrow a trademark from Toby Rowland. Number one, number one, um, don't lose to teams with bad defenses. I'll clarify that a little bit, right? Let's just, number two. No, don't win games you had a chance, or don't lose games right. you had a chance to win. Number two, it probably makes sense, right? It probably probably makes sense number three it's a scenario that might not happen but wouldn't you say it's probable right now though it is absolutely positively probable Abs- but i mean oklahoma state kansas state and OU should each win right their final two it's it's also a season that has been all chalk i want to I gotta find this. Save for UCF smacking Oklahoma State across the country. Let's just make a general statement across the country. Jeff um, Schwartz gave me a stat last night, and it was ridiculous. It was like teams in the top fifteen this year are like a hundred and two. You know, there's something ri- ri- ridiculous against lower ranked or, or unranked teams. And it's just ridiculous. I know that number probably seems a little bit skewed, but I'll get it for tomorrow's show. Number three. But number four, and maybe the most important thing to add to this, none of this should should surprise you. Absolutely none of this should surprise you. I mean, is there any doubt that the Big 12 office was basically – I mean, is this not just a shot at Oklahoma? It has nothing to do with Kansas State, right? Oh, absolutely. It has nothing to do with doing right by Oklahoma State, does it? No, and it's all Barry Trammell's fault because he was the one. No, it is. It is. That's true. I can't. He did a good job, but it was not to Oklahoma's benefit. It is is so funny. It is so funny just to kind of let you know how how my mind works is I read – you had Scott Wright's article up, right? I read Scott Wright's – Jacob Unruh. Oh, Jacob Unruh. Sorry, Jacob. I – I read Jacob Unruh's article. I read, I think, I think either Eric Baylor, someone in the Tulsa world, had it, and I hadn't even looked at Barry's article until this morning. And as soon as I do, it's like, well, this is all Barry Trammell's fault. He's the source of he it. He called and ratted out this, t- but <laughs> he did. He called and ratted out Oklahoma. There's all, no doubt. In all seriousness, it's um, none of it should surprise you. We knew, we knew, and you said it. Probably should have been out last year. You know, Ted said something yesterday, and I, I even questioned my number. I guess it would be one or two thing. I'm writing them down so I keep them in the same order whenever we go to it a thousand times. Um, Ted said, is it fair if all three teams didn't play each other? That was a, a great question he asked, and yeah. the, the answer is – None of us know. Right. We don't know how to feel about it. I mean, does it it seems to make sense. 
And I'm like, hey, it makes sense. They probably got it right in the end. Clearly, the Big 12 office didn't think it was fair. That's why they wrote the rule the way they did initially. Or, as some have pointed out, copy and pasted the rule from the Pac-12 tiebreaker rules from a couple years ago. Might not have been a lot of hard work happening at the Big 12 offices. I'm on Big 12 today, this afternoon as well. Well, I just your days are probably numbered. Your mark gets a hold of this tape, you'll be done. I'll be finished. Well, but I think they all have to recognize it and realize it. Unless you are the most sensitive Sally on the planet, you have to realize this would be the kind of reaction everyone would have when this comes out. Right? Especially the world we're living in with Oklahoma and Texas opting to go to the SEC. Sure. And there's been some perceived and, frankly, pretty obvious at times, missed calls on Oklahoma to where what conclusion do you expect everyone to jump to? Right. This is natural. All right, quick break. We'll come back to the text line. And uh, I I mentioned we've got a lot from Brentville. I got some Porter Moser post-game from last night I want to get into. Uh, We got Boo Corrigan explaining why Georgia jumped up to number one. but yet, obviously, this is the topic du jour. I'll continue to make these four points. We'll probably add to them as the show rolls on, but none of it should should surprise you at all. It's Plank Show right here on the Ref. I was so uh, I was so in my bag about this Big Twelve tiebreaker thing that I completely missed it. Deshaun Watson's out for the year. Yeah, and it's not even his ankle shoulder. The second half he had against Baltimore was the best he's he's looked since he's come back. And now he's done. And now he's done. <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So we uh, we do agree here real quick, though. Yeah, go ahead. Cleveland no longer a factor. Yeah, I don't think so, but they were they were pretty good with their defense even when he wasn't playing. Upset a team in the playoffs, but I mean, right. not not a Super Bowl contender. Correct. From the nine one eight, uh, yeah, I saw it. I saw the George Astoria tweet he, uh, last night. Told OU was unaware that there would be clarification of the tiebreaker. Big twelve eighties are meeting today. Yeah, pretty funny. Hmm. So now they gave us the Jim Harbaugh treatment, huh? Uh, now OU. That same texter had said, as of last night, oh, you still had no clue about the meetings today? I don't know if that's true. Because How could this, that be possible? Yeah, it's this all is a, over social media. Yeah, this is a weekly meeting, too, so I don't think that's true. But again, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm, – I'm assuming things right now. In terms of the league office corresponding with them, okay, maybe. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Do you need me to read this? Go ahead. Tyler from Kellyville. We should storm the Big 12 Capitol. <laughs> like have our own. With our SEC pitchforks. And- <laughs> have our own January 6th. Stop no. Stop, Tyler. Uh, Big 12's new slogan, they don't care. Clown show. Even attempting to cover a bias, at least officiating, was non-spoken screw job. It'll be great when uh, they, they rookie do Texas this weekend. And then they find a way to keep both Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12 championship game. They'll just rewrite the whole thing. We have come up with a new fair tiebreaker. It's um, the it's the F-Texas clause. <laughs> uh, 
chapstick. This is really good. I don't know how to define fair. But I know changing the rules near the end is not fair. Wouldn't take the team with the highest strength of schedule also be fair? Maybe point differential in losses? There's a lot of ways to evaluate teams when all of them don't play each other. The Big 12 is full of mouth breathers. Dude, I caught myself mouth breathing the other day. I had to like quickly be like, what, what, what? <laughs> Were you just making a lot of noise? I'm told that I breathe loud on a constant basis. Is it when you're thinking hard? I think so, right? You're like really concentrating? Yeah. Um, I think most men tend to breathe a little louder. Uh, <laughs> Sean. Tram. Oh, wait, hold on. I'll, I'll hold off on that one. <laughs> hold on that one. A little dangerous. <laughs> a little, little, I don't want to get in trouble yet. Uh, it's still very early in the show. Is the new rule logical? Yes, right to the 614. Is it fair or even ethical? No. You can't change the rules seven out of nine games into the season. Yeah, I, I, that, that's the thing. You, I mean, you're two games left in the regular season you're doing this. If anything, and I know that everyone that it benefits, it's like, well, yeah, see, this is right. Well, why in the world weren't you – banging the drum for that a couple weeks ago if you thought that was the case or last week for everyone that's like yeah they got this right why wouldn't this be something that that you were out saying this needs to be it this needs to be it because nobody thought about it until the <laughs> tiebreaker scenario was front and center um good point good point and then um one more if the pokes lose this week and no worthy uh, no worthy, no worries. There will be a new rule. They change. also will be no worthy of I the know, game. Right? Gosh, uh, there will be a new rule change by the Big Twelve next week. <laughs> Listen, Oklahoma State lost, but now we consider three losses better than two. It would be great if we wound up in a scenario where somehow, some way, it's going to be OU Texas. Does that scenario still exist? Where K State and Oklahoma State, I guess, both lose? Yeah. And, it absolutely does. And then it's those two, and then they just decide to cancel the game. Listen, we're not going to have this game uh, coming up this weekend. I, I'm i a little bit intrigued. Let me rephrase that. I'm a lot of bit intrigued by what Texas looks like without Jonathan Brooks, right? he's He's been a key part of them. And let's face it, it's not like. It's not like Quinn Ewer set the world on fire. No, he's, he's still working his way back from injury. So they could be in some trouble this weekend. Texas Tech. The following weekend? Yeah. The close could be challenging. But I – Is that game in Lubbock? The game's in Austin. Because, remember, they went down to Lubbock and got beat last year. But your mark will be there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in Austin. I'm just saying. Yeah, well <laughs> – Texas is definitely losing one of these next two. Yeah, Texas is going to be battling. All right, Texas Tech's going to be battling for bowl eligibility is what they're going to be battling for. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of this should, should surprise us at all, unfortunately. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, let's get to Thunderwind last night, and I've got a little BV to kick off our breakdown of his press conference right here on The Ref. I think my favorite part of the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line is how many people we haven't heard from in a while that this draws them in. <laughs> like we haven't heard from Big Chris in a week. Boom. Hatred is a strong drug. He texts, oh, the goodbye Big 12 shirt. We ought to use the middle finger for the one. 
instead of the number one. Uh, yeah, and by the way, Sean brought this up off the air. I can't even believe we're 54 minutes into the show, and I haven't brought up the fact that the Sooners released their softball schedule. I have a I have a want on the Sooner softball schedule. I I, I don't know. I don't know what it would take, but I'm I'm already I want to make it happen, Josh. I want there to be as many people at the Oklahoma Tulsa softball game as there was at the Oklahoma Texas game. I, I and again, I don't know if it's a I don't know what I need to do, but I think it would be really, really cool. And I get it. OU Texas is it. OU Texas is what everyone would want to see. I completely and totally understand. But on April 16th, oh, you know what? April 16th, it's my birthday week. I want that game between Oklahoma and Tulsa at the Hall of Fame Stadium to have people fighting and scratching and clawing for tickets. It's in prime time. It's a Tuesday night. No excuses. But when I saw the schedule, that was one of my big takeaways. I'm like, dang, man, let's go. That's that's aw- That's so cool that they're able to set it up where OU and Tulsa can play. And it's not just because it's my alma mater, but it's an in-state school. Oh, and by the way, it's Oklahoma softball. Let's let's do it. Uh I like that they're going back to Wichita State this year after that game got rained out. That's the midweek leading up to the Kansas weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Good program. I feel like we knew most of the non-conference. I feel like that was kind of a known thing. It is set that the Love's Field opener would be March 1st at 2 o'clock against Miami of Ohio. But the one tournament we didn't know about – now, do you remember the trivia I had? Doubleheader that day. Oh, is it really? I didn't even look. Miami of Ohio, Liberty. Oh, Dodd Richardson, let's go. We knew the Port of Vallarta challenge was going to be game one. We knew that uh, week one. We knew that week three was going to be the Mary Nutter Classic. But how about Lake Charles, Louisiana for week two? How about that? The McNeese State Tournament. I told you, I know you would be playing in a state where there's an SEC team, but they're not playing the SEC team. What's up, Lake Charles, Louisiana? And that's a good – I mean, that Central Arkansas was a good team last year. They made the tournament. McNeese State nearly made a super regional. They should have beaten Washington. So that will be a tough weekend. And good for Oklahoma to go be a part oh, yeah. of an event like that. I mean, that's great for the McNeese State Tournament. From everything that I have heard, from everything that I have heard and been told, March 1st is not some, oh, my gosh, are we going to – what's wrong? Now, weather can, can factor into this, but I love it. I love it. I, I love the idea – of the the stadium being ready whenever it's supposed to be. Very rare. And March 1st, doubleheader, the opener against Miami and Liberty. Some good teams uh, on this non-conference. Yeah, they don't they have a mess. A lot of tournament teams. 
But they're also not destroying themselves like they did last year. They lost all of one game. Well, and I think they'd like to, right? Oh, sure, absolutely. I'm sure they just kind of got nose. Hey, how about this that I just realized? On Friday, February 9th, the show will be live from Mexico. How about that? I don't remember how we made that work last time. I don't remember. I think I have to go over to the stadium to actually do it. But uh, no matter. Award winning. Award winning. All right, when we come back, Brent Venable's presser from yesterday. What caught our ear? That's next on The Ref.